Hi there, folks, and welcome to Packaged, the podcast all about the subscription services and the brains behind them. Today, we're going to be sitting down and talking with Brandon Jed about their subscription service. We hope you enjoy this dive into the origin, vision, and mission of yet another unique and noteworthy business. All right, folks, thank you for joining us today on Package. Today, we are going to be interviewing with Brandon Jett. Brandon, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing awesome. Thank you for giving us your time, uh, being able to tell us about uh, another really cool subscription service, Sleuth Kings. We are very excited to hear about that. Uh, But before we get into talking about Sleuth Kings and what that's all about, tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from? I'm from, uh, well, I live in Dayton, Ohio. I'm originally, I guess, from Finley, Ohio, which is two hours north. Okay, cool. So uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like, what do you do, you know, for your daily occupation, um, interests, hobbies, whatever whatever you'd like to share? Well, sure. Um, I guess I'll start off. I'm 28 years old. I uh, lived in Japan for a couple of months during school. It's one of the more interesting things, I guess, about me. that was that was a blast. Uh, I also study martial arts, uh, and actually my wife does as well. And we recently got back from Japan. We were over uh, studying for a few weeks. And um, I guess aside from that, Sleuth Kings is my day job. Uh, I, to make a long story short, um, back in April of last year, had enough of the office I was working at. It was a a bad environment and uh, honestly just not what I wanted to do at all. And so my wife and I had saved up for uh, several years so that we could both kind of do what we wanted to do mm-hmm. and made, made it happen last well, April. That's awesome. That's awesome. So last April. So the, that would put Sleuth King still as, you know, uh, I guess under, under, under a year old, just now approaching a year old, right? Oh, uh, well, actually, Sleuth Kings has uh, only really been publishing uh, cases since October. Oh, really? So, it, yeah, it was several months of development trying to figure out um, how, to, how to make everything work and everything else. But it was uh, pretty, pretty time intensive, and so there was no great way to do it while uh, working full-time somewhere else. Sure. Um, let's let's sort of jump right into that. Uh, looking sure. at the origin of Sleuth Kings, so uh, you know you're working at this office job, didn't like it too much. Um, you know whatever part that might have played into the creation of the box, uh, but where where did the idea for this box really come about? Well, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a place called Kosai. It's uh, essentially a children's museum up in Columbus, Ohio, and. For quite a while, they had this exhibit called Adventure, and basically it was an Indiana Jones type of setup, okay. and level one, pretty simple. It's for kids. You go through, you um, solve a couple of codes for statues, they sing at you, and that, that's about it. Level two is where it gets amazing, and uh, my wife and I spent, I don't know, 20 to 30 hours um, on multiple visits uh, working through it, and there's codes and puzzles and all kinds of crazy things you have to solve in order to slowly work your way through the mystery. And so um, when I when I decided, you know, I was going to leave my day job and I wanted to do something like this, uh, like Sleuth Kings, 
I really, I, I was unhappy with my job and everything else. And really what I value, um, which yeah, living in Japan and, and everything else, I value adventure. And so um, I decided, you know what? I want to do something that fits according to my values. What I really value is adventure. And I want to be able to provide at least a little bit of adventure for uh, other people. And so thinking about that and then going back to, ironically, the Kosai exhibit was also named Adventure, going back to our time there, which was so fun. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of how we came up with this. Cool. So how so you looking at this idea of wanting to go give people an aspect of adventure and you know sort of expand that into the idea of a subscription service, how did you really get things off the ground? Um, well, to be honest, when I initially uh, was thinking about starting Sleuth Kings, it was going to be something local. Uh, the cases were going to be digital only, and it would be uh, a monthly scavenger hunt mixed with puzzles. And the more I tinkered with it, uh, the more I had people test it for me, the more I realized, you know, this is neat. But uh, what's actually more fun is having physical things you can touch and play with and everything else. And so I worked with a uh, local business advisor uh, who's just the most wonderful lady. Um, and she helped me figure out a lot of the logistics for uh, getting a business off the ground and everything else. But to tell you the truth, a lot of it's been trial and error, figuring out what uh, what I think is fun, what other people think is fun, and uh, – Slowly but surely, figuring figuring out uh, what's great. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so you said that Sleuth Kings started out, I guess, officially in around October. Um, mm -hmm. So, really been around for just a, a couple months. Um, but with with the idea of you know creating an experience, especially with you know the idea of adventures and you know clues and things like that what is your approach to actually creating all of these experiences well um i i guess one thing i uh forgot to mention in my introduction is i actually um i'm a published author and oh. self-published but i have a a book up on amazon and so uh, my dream as a kid was always wanting to write books. And so I learned how to write, develop plot, and everything else over the course of about six years, writing and rewriting and rewriting this novel. <laughs> and in the end, it, it turned out, you know, something I'm really happy with. And anybody who's read it has really enjoyed it. Um, but it was it's a darker novel. It's an assassin thriller. And I really wanted to do something that's a little bit more... Um, as something more people can enjoy, I guess, you know, a little more family friendly. Sure. And so I, when I'm de developing cases, I use a lot of the skills I learned from writing that novel. And that really helps me know how to outline the plot. And then it's just a matter of, okay, so I've got a rough idea of the plot. What puzzles are going to look awesome here and uh, really help move the pl plot along. Um, and it's, Figuring out that, figuring out how to readjust the plot based on that, and a lot of trial and error again. <laughs> yeah. So tell us tell us a little bit about the background idea, just a little more involved into Sleuth Kings. For our listeners who aren't very um, familiar uh, with it, you know, like the logo itself has very, uh, like, nineteen early 1900s <laughs> detective-looking feel to it. So 
uh, set a, sort of set the scene for us for Sleuth Kings. Sure. So Sleuth Kings, uh, it was quote unquote started back in 19, 1961, I believe is the date by Samuel King. And uh, it's been passed down for three generations. And Sullivan King is now the lead investigator for um, the private investigations firm. And he has uh, kind of an overall goal of searching for his missing father, uh, Isaac King. Isaac went missing in early 2017. And Sullivan hasn't been able to find any hint of him. Hmm. And so... um, the cases uh, that you play month to month don't revolve around the search for Isaac, um, but each time you solve a case, uh, you receive another clue from a uh, an anonymous informant that uh, tells Sullivan a little bit more, helps him just a, a little bit uh, further, I guess, to progress uh, through his dad's the, the mystery of trying to find his dad. And so, for each four cases you solve. Uh, you receive a, a free bonus case that really? uh, advances. Yeah, it advances the story behind looking for Sullivan's dad. And um, I guess just to give you a little bit more information on how the case structure itself works, um, you receive a case file in the mail, and uh, you read through the documents that kind of talk about the clues and what's going on with the case itself, and. Uh, after you finish reading through everything, you send Sullivan, uh, the lead investigator, an email and let him know you're ready to start. And then you work with him throughout the whole investigation via email. Uh, so if you need any uh, hints with clues, you let him know which one you're working on and he'll get back to you and, and help you out. Um, if he needs to get into, say, somebody's, uh, you know, a suspect's email account, their computer, different stuff like that. Uh, he'll let you know, you know, that you need to send him the password when you figure that out. And then uh, once you do, he'll send you the relevant information. So you really work with him uh, step by step the entire way through the the case, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So this is not just, you know, there's there's cool like, you know, clues and puzzles, but this is a very like live interactive experience. Mm-hmm. That's yep. incredible. That's really cool. So. What what sort of gave you the idea to allow there to be that live element as opposed to just building a a puzzle box, you know, with with clues in it? Well, um, I, I think what really gave me the idea was uh, going back to the adventure exhibit at Coastside. That was live and hands on, and uh, you could talk to the different employees there, uh, kind of throughout the exhibit, if you needed help or anything like that. And, um, so that was, that was really why I developed Sullivan, um, and, the the live interaction like that. And, uh, since figuring out, you know, how to, how to make him work and everything else, I've played several other puzzle boxes like this. And, um, you know, a lot of them are a lot of fun, but the, the one thing I, I really love about Sleuth Kings is the ability to interact with somebody, interact with Sullivan Right away, if you're stuck, you know you get a clue, anything like that. It's I, I I find it's a lot less frustrating and just a lot of a lot of fun and more immersive to have somebody you're talking to. Yeah, no, that's that's really really cool. And you mentioned you know this this overarching plot line of you know trying to find uh, Sullivan's father, which is really cool. 
Um, and, you know, with, with this idea that, you know, you have this overarching story, um, again, you know, I get, you know, of course, this is like a mystery, you know, box. Mm-hmm. So don't give away any secrets. <laughs> not trying to get you to divulge information. But, oh, sure. Uh, how long do you, I mean, do you have an idea like is like super long term, you know, how long it's going to take to get through this sort of storyline? Are you considering, you know, potentially expanding into a, a secondary or tertiary storyline, you know, or entirely mm-hmm. different settings in general? Expound on that for me a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, so right now, and I haven't written all of the cases for The Search for His Dad yet, so this is is subject to change, but right now um, it's uh, set to be about six cases until Sullivan finds his dad, okay. which ends up being about uh, two years, wow. uh, give or take. Wow. Um, yeah, well, because cause every, every four months you get one uh free case to move move that storyline on but each month you get little pieces um that kind of go into and help expand that free case you're working toward um but then after that um yeah i don't want to give anything away after that but there there certainly is uh more to the story after you help find uh isaac that is incredible that that is super super cool um, and so, uh, sort of tacking onto the last part of that question, you know, are, are there things sort of like floating around in your brain? Like, you know, I'd like to, uh, expand into entirely different storylines that are potentially unrelated to Sullivan. Yeah. You know, at some point I would really love to do that. Um, how exactly I'm going to do that? I'm not sure yet. It's one step at a time. Uh, but what I think would be really neat to do is, uh, so several of my martial arts friends um, have kids, and uh, even even some of our subscribers will email me and tell me how much their kids love Sleuth Gangs. Hmm. Wow. And what I what I'd really love to do is, is at some point, and again I, I don't know when exactly this would happen, but at some point I'd love to have a Sleuth Kings Junior type of thing oh. where it's geared toward kids for kids, um, and they would work with you know, a junior detective or, or somebody like Sullivan's nephew. Yeah. Oh, um, that's really cool. That's awesome. So what, um, what have you, would you say, you know, whether it's, this has been like a, a personal development or just something related to business, whatever you want to share, whatever sticks out the most, what is something that over this process of starting this business is something that you've learned or has been a challenge, you know, a big obstacle that you've like grown a lot from, of course, you know, a lot of people starting these subscription services, all their fuel comes from just passion, you know, to share these things. It's not, mm-hmm. um, of course, it's a business venture, but most of it's fueled by passion. And so there's a lot to risk, a lot on the line. What have been, what has been your experience as far as um, big growth and learning over this process? Oh, man, I have learned so much. <laughs> it's it's crazy how much I've I've really learned and grown as a person just since April. Um, you know, since I've really started working on this, um, biggest thing, I think, I think probably the biggest, the biggest takeaway for me is I was, I was terrified to quit my job, you know, terrified that this wasn't going to work out, terrified of a lot of stuff. And, uh, I kept, I don't remember who said the quote, but somebody, uh, had said, if you want to be a full-time writer, 
the only way to do it is to be a full-time writer. Sure. <laughs> and I, I never could really forget that quote. And uh, so I decided, you know, and, and my wife really helped push me into it. She's just the most supportive person I have ever met. Thank goodness. <laughs> I could not do this without her. Um, but I decided, you know, there's there's no sense in being miserable and doing something that goes against your values um, just for the sake of of a paycheck. Sure. And uh, there's there's more to life than that. And so I, I kind of, I guess, had to redefine the way I looked at success. And success to me is being happy. And my, my personal, I guess, goal or mission, if you want to call it, is to live an adventurous, purposeful life mm-hmm. and to help others do the same. And that's really been the, the biggest takeaway for me. And so... That and I that that came through a lot of meditation and uh, self reflection and everything else shortly after after leaving my day job, and so um, I I keep that in mind with absolutely every decision I make now. Um, I right now um, and and going forward, uh, my goal is to give people adventure, to give people a great experience. And as far as money's concerned, I trust that that'll follow, but that's, that's not my number one priority. My number one priority is to give people a great time. Sure. No, that's, that's wonderful. And so obviously, you know, this is something that you're venturing into something that you've seen some good traction with. And as you're trying, you know, to bring that to people and allowing that, that real passion, you know, to fuel that, what would you say has been some of the most, I guess, impactful or significant responses that you've heard from people um, in engaging with, with Sleuth Kings? Well, uh, most of the people who've played it have absolutely loved it. And it is just a pleasure um, talking to people, interacting with them, and hearing about how they love it. One lady the other day left a review. She's the mother of, I believe, it, I believe she said it was twins. Hmm. And... She said, you know, she she could feel parts of her brain that she hadn't used in months waking up <laughs> as she played through the game. And that's just I love hearing that stuff. Yeah. I there's somebody else with a, a couple of kids who um he sent me a video the other day of his kids reading through one of the interviews for this most current case. And like that's just that's an absolute blast to see. Yeah. Um and the case structure itself has changed a lot from case one to where we are now, case four. And the big change in gameplay uh, happened in, in case four. Um, cases one through three were more linear. Uh, you emailed back and forth with Sullivan. He would go check on something, get back to you, and um, you'd move on to the next puzzle. Uh, and now starting at case forward, moving forward, you're given a um, all of the, the documents and everything Sullivan finds up front, and you're given free reign to, you can, usually, I would recommend starting with clue one and working your way through them, but yeah. <laughs> uh, you're free to do it in whatever order you want, and um, it's it's significantly more responsive, and honestly, um, that really came about as did sending people um 
clues uh, to develop the Isaac overall story from a lady who had played the first couple cases and then unsubscribed. Mm-hmm. She said, because um, I, I emailed her and said, hey, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to lose you. I'd love to hear your opinions on what we could do better in the future. And so she said, yeah, you know, um, I really would love to have gotten more information about the the, the case for Sullivan's missing dad. Um, an overarching story could be neat, although the month-to-month mysteries that are wrapped up after one month uh, is a great aspect. Um, and she also was looking for a little more interactivity. And so I thought about it, and I was like, you know, she's absolutely 110% correct. Mm, and yeah. so I sat down, and it was... Uh, a significant amount of time to figure out how to do it, but it was so worth it because I, I feel like it's turned out great. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And so what kind of things would you say, uh, you've touched on this a tiny bit, but just really to target the question specifically, sure. what do things look like for the future of Sleuth Kings? What would you say are some um, either maybe some long-term or short-term goals that are within the next s- steps of significant future. Obviously, you know, adding more interaction, like you've seen, responding to, to customers and, and what they like and what they don't like. Um, of course, you know, implementing those things. But uh, in your mind's eye, what is something that you see as the next step or goal for Sleuth Kings? Well, um, honestly, with each case that we put out, I, I feel like visually uh, it's improved. Gameplay-wise, it's improved. And I learn so much from doing each and every case that um, what's going to come in you know, three, four months from now, it's hard for me to say. I just I can't predict what I'm going to learn. But sure. each, each case we do, I am more and more excited about. And I just I love seeing it grow and improve and everything else. I had a couple of people purchase um, case one actually this morning. And so I was putting that together um, to send out and just looking at it compared to where in case one is, don't get me wrong. It's still a lot of fun and it yeah. still looks very neat. Um, but looking at it compared to uh, February's case, which uh, is called the curse. Um, it's crazy to see just how quick we've come. And so um yeah, I guess I guess in the short term future, uh, my goal is to continue improving the way um, it looks and the feel of it, and the the experience you get is you open it up and you touch the papers and you go through everything. And um, I guess my other big goal is to really continue the outreach program. Um, I honestly have done very little in terms of outreach so far because. All of my brain power and time has been dedicated to um, development, sure. and I'm, I'm so thankful for uh, being able to talk to you, for instance, and for uh, my friends at Crate Joy who have helped me along. Um, and I really, I, I want to be able to kick it up a step and get the adventure out to more people. I think that'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. You know it. Uh, Interview after interview, I find myself uh, being more and more pleased with all these people behind subscription services <laughs> uh, because, again, like I mentioned earlier, it's all passion. It's all oh yeah. It's all you know, wanting to share experiences with anyone and everyone who's interested, and that passion plays out in a lot of excellent 
<clears throat> excuse me, excellent coordination, excellent development, and you know, even for whether the box has been around for five years or you know four months, you know, that's how long it's been around isn't necessarily the point as much as it is the heart behind it is genuine and it's pure and you know mm-hmm. different boxes and things are at different places but uh, everybody that I talk to is seeming to to have this huge huge focus and target on improving experience and so I love uh, love the fact that that you have the desire to share that experience with other people and that you've committed to doing that um, but that really wraps up uh, things from my end as far as questions. If there's any final thoughts that you'd like to share, just uh, getting some last words in, I'll open up the floor to you. Sure. Um, I guess one thing I'll share is that if uh, you or any of your listeners are interested, uh, you can request a free case. Uh, well, it's a free sample case on um, my website at sleuthkings.com. And the sample case is only uh, a postcard that's sent to you in the mail, but uh, it allows you to go through and start the investigation for Isaac. And uh, it'll also give you a percent off of your first case after you purchase it. Wonderful. That's awesome. Good thing to know. And we'll make sure that our listeners are aware of that for sure. Um, Well, Brandon, thank you so, so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing of your passions and uh, for joining us for a packaged interview. Hey, thank you so much. It has been a blast. Awesome. Thanks, Brandon. You take care. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Packaged, hosted by yours truly, Ryan Hughes, and produced by Eric Lambiasi. It's our mission to help you see the genuine people behind these businesses to put a little more meaning behind what some people might just call a monthly payment. Remember, everyone has a story. We just shared theirs. Now, go out and share yours. We are subscribed. We are packaged.